You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. I believe that God sent that word for us so that we can take our believing to the next level. Amen? And one of the scriptures that we read, we read quite a few on Sunday. We looked at Abraham from Genesis 15 and 6 says, And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. And I think um, we referred to Amplified Version on that Sunday. And that Amplified Version broke down what righteousness was. And it says, And he, Abraham, believed in, trusted in, relied on, remained steadfast to. That's what believing is, the Lord. And what did the Lord do? He counted it to him as righteousness, which is simply what? right standing with god that means your position now you have you see do do i have a lawyer here you see when you go to court and you present a case the other lawyer can come out and his argument will be that you have no grounds which means if you're not even standing physically you're in the court but legally you have no grounds in this case so righteousness means we now have grounds to deal with god we have right standing. We are positioned. Okay, we appear. Sometimes, you know, maybe based on the dressing of the lawyer or the something, the opposing lawyer will come and say, you know, to the judge, this lawyer is not here because he has not met some conditions. He's not standing on the proper grounds that he should stand. Praise the Lord. So righteousness implies standing on the place where we can deal with God. And you see, when we read it like this, it sounds very religious. But it's not religious. Let me help you now. How many of us have very close friends? Now, can I tell you that if you have a friend, then what it means is that you have someone that believes in you. You cannot be a friend to somebody who does not believe you. The basis of friendship is that he believes me. Praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. That is what, you know, creates the ground for any other relationship to go. So you have a friend, you tell him, ah, what's your name? He says, Peter. He say, your name is not Peter. Your name is, uh, is not Peter. No, your name can't be Peter. Where do you live? He say, I live in uh, Jahi. He say, you don't live in Jahi. Oh, okay, you don't even say it. But just, he says his name is Peter. He say, he's lying to me. You don't say it to him. And he says, I live in social place. I'm a medical doctor. And you doubt all of that. Can you be friends with such a person? Immediately, the grounds for friendship is taken away. So that's what God is saying. You see, the basis for which we are going to relate is that you believe me. That's righteousness. You believe God. You believe who he says he is. Praise the Lord. You believe he can do what he says he can do. You believe he has a track record that he has. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You believe him. Once you have that position, you have right standing with him, okay? So, let's go to uh, Mark 11 now. And we'll see something as we move on. In Mark 11, we read from verse 22. Mark 11, 22 says, So Jesus 
answered. I don't want to read the whole story. We all know it when Jesus cursed the fig tree and they came up. Okay, let me start from 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. The fig tree Jesus Christ cursed had dried up. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which he cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. Believe in God. It's essentially the same thing. Then he goes on to say, verse 23, says, For shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He goes on and says, Therefore I say to you, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Okay? Let's stop here for now. We see something here. Jesus used the fig tree as an illustration to the disciples to teach them the authority that you can walk in with God. And I believe that's part of what we are learning on Sunday, that you can believe God. The scholarship that our Pastor Lord testified about was something that, humanly speaking, had, he had been excluded. The one that the foreign minister was going to assist in, the condition was that you have to be in Nigeria. Okay? The one that was for those who were in Italy, the group had blacklisted him. Okay? So it was something that looked impossible. But what would make him pray that night and say, I want this scholarship and I want it tomorrow? Did he get an introduction to the president? Did he get a letter? Did he remember a friend who knew a friend who was the president's cousin? Follow me. Did he have any such thing? What happened that made him have that expectation? It was God. It was thinking about God coming into this situation. That is simply what it means, having faith in God. Having faith in God means that this thing now, I cannot pull up this tree. I cannot carry this tree and throw it away. I can't move this mountain from here to there. I can't make this person do this. I can't make this thing happen, but for God. Is somebody getting it now? So when Jesus said to them, have faith in God, he was saying, put God in the equation. Put God where? In the equation. And like our brother uh, Raj was saying, okay, a lot of people have forgotten God in the equation concerning Nigeria. But God is in this equation. Praise the Lord. No, God is so, so in the equation and we're going to see him act. So when he said, have faith in God, because the disciples said, how could this be? You spoke and the tree dried up from his roots. Master, what is going on here? And he was introducing them to the Godward connection of life. He was bringing them to know that as human beings, as children of God, as servants of God, we are not alone. We have God walking with us. Now come with me to 2 Corinthians 10. We're going to come back to this um, Mark... um, 11 again but let's go to second corinthians now 10 let's read from verse 3 it says for though for though we walk in the flesh we do not want war according to the flesh it says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down trees strongholds right but jesus said have faith in god he spoke he did not go and touch the tree Okay, this is what he was teaching them. He was teaching them that you and I have a resource that is not carnal. We have access to a resource that is not carnal. He says, for the weapons of our warfare 
are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. Have faith in God. We are adding scripture to scripture. Mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Then he now goes on and says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And six says, I'm being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I didn't want to go there, but I think the Holy Spirit wants us to touch that. Praise the Lord. So if we come back to Mark 11, we'll see what is going on there now. Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever includes who? Includes everybody, right? Me, okay? Be removed. Be cast into the sea. Okay? But there's something he adds there. He says, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He'll have whatever he says. Now, this is a little proviso or condition that has been neglected to our pain and our hurt and our, our disadvantage. He says, and does not doubt in his heart. Now, let me ask you, uh, Pastor Law used the illustration and said, if pastor says, take one billion naira check, he said you won't even believe, right? That's the level of, you know, see finish. Because he knows where I live. And he knows somebody with a billion can't live there. See finish. The Lord forgive him. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. That's unbelief. You know, we've learned unbelief and doubt here. There's unbelief where you cancel out. But we're not talking about unbelief tonight. We're talking about doubt. It says, whosoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into, and does not doubt. You know what doubt is? Doubt is, now, uh, Pastor Raj gives me a check for one million, okay? And then I take the check, okay? And tomorrow, I don't go to the bank because is he joking or is he serious? I don't want to go to the bank now and they will insult me and bounce this check. Uh, but if he really wanted to give me one million, why didn't he bring it cash? All those calculations are doubts. Are you with me? Now, in the spirit, what our Lord Jesus Christ is teaching us is that those calculations have audio attached to them in the spirit. And the people that operate in the spirit are hearing them. Just like we have some dogs in the church now. It will bring out those dogs now. Some people, someone like Julius, who keeps dogs, will say, shut up, sit down. And the dog will look at him and know that he's not doubting. You now that doesn't keep dogs, he say, shut up, sit down, sit down. The dog will know that what you're doing is a form of crying. They will now come and bite you. Whosoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, not doubt amongst... I've declared it, I've declared it, I believe it. But in your heart, you don't. That's where the fight is. Now let's go to Second Corinthians that we looked and read it again now. It says, For though we walk how? In the flesh, we do not what? War according to the flesh. So it's not just the sound my voice makes. There is something beyond the flesh that is registered in the spirit. Are you with me? Go to the next verse now. And he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? Mighty in God. That equals, you know, the verse 22 that we read in the other place. 
Have faith in God. But it now goes on. It says, for doing what? Pulling down strongholds. These weapons we use, we use them to pull down strongholds. What is the stronghold? The stronghold is that thing that is in your heart. Are you with me? It's that situation, that circumstance, that scenario, that picture that is in your heart. That in spite of what they're saying here, for you, they say, finish, you go. You know that you, this is what you have believed. This is what you are shoved. This is the one that will work for you. This is the one that has never worked. This thing this man is saying, I've tried it before. It didn't work. These are strongholds. And the battle we wage is about those strongholds. Because if not for the stronghold, look at that um, mark. It says, be removed, be cast into the sea. Just remove that part of stronghold. It says, believe that those things it says will be done. He will have whatever what he says. That's ice cream. That's the work in the park. That means you would have just been moving around. You just come, you see one house. Someone has spoken to it and he has moved from the place to another location. All kinds of things will be happening everywhere. But you see, it's not that. It's doubt. So it means that you must get to a point where you have destroyed every imagination of this thing not happening in your heart. It's a war. Praise the Lord. It's a war. Uh, a few weeks ago when we were doing our review, uh, our sister uh, Gumbo said something. She said that she thanked God for the salmon, you know, that it helped her. That help was not a physical help. It was a help of a picture in the heart. It's the picture that tells people, this person can never win. This person can never make it. It's a picture that has been, you know, uh, that is as a result of conditioned situations reoccurring over time. And it builds up a stronghold. So that what you're saying doesn't have weight in the spirit because you doubt it yourself. I don't know if I'm communicating. So if you look at that Mark 11, everything that's saying there is say, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed, but believes he shall have whatever he says. 24 says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you have them. If you leave it at that level, you're going to have a lot of questions, more questions than answers. You know why? There was something that said has to be dealt with. And it is the issue of doubt. I am sick. I pray for healing. When I finish praying, do I believe that this prayer has dealt with the infirmity from its roots? Or do I wait? Am I waiting to see what next step I'll do? Whether it is chloroquine I'll take or Novalgene. Even after I've prayed. Why? Because when I prayed, I mean, you know, prayer can't hurt anybody. You know that. But also, prayer that you are not fully depending on and fully assured of may not help so much. I don't know if someone is getting me. It says, whosoever says to this man, be that removed, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes it says you will have that thing you said. So, you know, uh, the faith preachers have taught us that it's all about what we say. And I've told us that if it's all about what we say, then parrots have faith. Anybody that says something can have. But it's not what we say. There is a place in your heart, which is what the Holy Spirit brought to us in Second Corinthians. It says there is a war that is to be fought. And it is a war to pull down strongholds. Now, what happens about those strongholds is that over time, you begin to know that when God says it, or when you pray, 
God answers. When you pray, God answers. When you pray, God answers. You begin to know that if I pray for the next one, what is going to happen? God will answer. So you realize now that you have a faith or an experience that has mastered how to destroy strongholds. You see, they're constructing the road, you know, in between the church and the house now. So there are paths that my car may never go to. But no matter the mountain and the rubbish or the debris, whatever is in that situation, there are heavy duty earth moving equipment that if they bring them, if they just pass the road, the place is leveled. You know why? That vehicle has the capacity to do that work. Your faith can grow to the place where some doubts don't rise again. Is somebody getting me? And that is why you read the Bible. That is why you pray. Mommy Chi told us here that prayer is not for the strong. Prayer is for the weak. The reason people don't pray is that they don't know the problem they have. You see, prayer is what you need to finish praying. So that if you come out and Babalowo meets you, you will laugh at him. Are you getting me? If you come out and somebody says, fall and die, you ask him, are you okay? But if you have not prayed and something like that happens, you start sweating. You know why? What has happened is that that thing that you have gone and strengthened yourself, the Bible says be strengthened with might. Where? That's where the fight is. You see, where in spite of symptoms, in spite of circumstances like the case of Jesus, in spite of all the things that are happening around you, you're not doubting. You have removed every doubt. Tonight, we receive the anointing to destroy strongholds. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. God will help us get it. Because that's where it is. Oh. That's where the battle is. What is a stronghold? The way I receive, say the stronghold is something one has believed to be real. Existing as true. To be there, to be a fact. And has adjusted his or her thinking to accommodate it. So, you know, we pray for God to prosper you. God to prosper the works of our hands. The testimony Pastor Lord said, you know, shared with us. The place he went, he said that normally nobody there would take a visitor to the director general. Isn't that? But he went there, you know why? Something, the faith he had, had destroyed that stronghold. I bet the access you had there would have been to the same people who blacklisted you. But now something made you. Dad was sharing with us, you know, at, at the program in Lagos, about a man during Babangida's uh, re- regime, who God gave a message to B- Babangida, and he went to Dodan Barracks. At the gate, he told them, I, have a, I want to see Babangida. They say, who are you? He said, I have a message from God. He said, the security man threw him out. The man said, I'm telling you people, I have a message from God for Babangida. They threw him out. While they were doing this, one senior officer was driving past and stopped and said, what is going on here? They said, look at this joker. He said he has a message from God for Babangida. The senior officer said, what's going on? The man said, jump in the car. That's how he took him. The stronghold disappeared. Why? Because he believed. Are you with me? This is where the challenge is. When we know that this thing is this, but we say, I know whom I believe. Praise the Lord. Where we go in spite of. Faith does not remove difficulties. Faith conquers difficulties. Do you understand? It doesn't mean that there are no challenges. No. Like what we heard on Sunday. I believe that Monday morning, if you're a businessman, you should have gone to knock on some doors. You should have gone to make some demands. I don't know. There's a movie. You know, I've mentioned the movie here before. It's a Green Lantern. Okay. 
So this movie, the story in this movie is that there was this um, rock or lantern or whatever that somebody found. And they realized that if you have it with you and you speak to anybody, they do what you ask them to do. So this man realized it and in his house, he'll tell this person, do this, and they did it. And he had an intelligent idea. Let him go to the bank. So he left his house. Unfortunately, he didn't take it along. He thought that he had you know, long distance power. So he got to the bank and told the teller, give me money. So the man was one, you know, if you go to withdraw money, you present some. So the guy was looking at him. What's going on here? He said, give me money, big, big money. So, (laughs) so the bank teller was still looking at him, wondering what's going on here and took up the phone. He said, don't call the police. Give me money big big bills (laughs) big bills do you understand what has happened is that the man had had such confidence in the genie or in the rock or whatever he had that he was making demands now if you truly believe god sir you will go and ask to see your md your director general sit down in front of him and make demands do you understand you go to where they shut the door on you and ask again do you understand it says, the weapons of our warfare are not what? But they are mighty through God. To pulling down strongholds. The second line says, and casting down argument. How many of us have had argument? You want to go and say, why are you going? They will not give you. They will not give you. Have you heard that voice before? That's what the Bible is saying. You shut up that argument. Say, shut up. For the Bible says, when I come in the name of Jesus, it says, every knee See, the Bible says we have, to us have been given the name that is above every. Jesus has lent us his name. Many years ago in Abuja, when I was doing business, I had people that would give me cards and write on it. And when they write on the card, I go to the office. Praise the Lord. I'm just an ordinary civilian. But with that card, I'll go and knock. I want to see the MD. They say, who is that? I say, I'm from this person. How many of us have done that before? I'm from here, Abby. Now you are from God. Praise the Lord. You are from God. That's what believing does. But you see, there are battles you need to fight. Casting down arguments. Where are those arguments cast down? In the spirit. That's why, you see, being carnal this year, you're cheating yourself. Being in the flesh this year, you're cheating yourself. The best you can do is put nice lipstick, you know, put uh, eyelash. Eh? Wear mini skirt and go there. They will still bounce you. Get in the spirit. Are you with me? When you come, they will not know what happened to them. You know why? Because you have already pulled down strongholds in the spirit. You have already cast down arguments in the spirit. Every high thing that does all exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You have dealt with them in the spirit. Uh, my time is almost gone. I'm going to give you three illustrations and you can Google them. The first one, a man did an experiment. You know what a flea is? Flea, those tiny insects. So he took some fleas and put them in a transparent uh, uh, bottle, a transparent uh, container with a transparent lid, okay? And the fleas started flying, you know, when they fly, they hit the lid. When they fly, they hit the lid. And after some time, he removed the cover, Abby, and kept the cover. The fleas will fly to the point where the lid was or the cover was. They will not touch it. They will go down. It was now open. But the flea will fly when they get close to where the lead was, they will fall down again. 
You know, rather they'll go down, not fall down because of... Now, it gets more interesting. Do you know that the fleas, when they reproduced, follow me, their offspring in the same lead will not fly above that point. Are you with me? Why? Because it had become a stronghold. A message had been sent, if you get beyond this level, you hit a barrier. So they never bothered flying to it. These are animals. Are you with me? Another one. The African impala, you know, like a big goat. The African impala can jump up to heights of 10 feet. He can jump up to heights of 10 feet and distance of 30 feet. But do you know in the zoos where they keep the impala, do you know how high the wall is? Somebody guess. It's not 15 feet. The wall that they keep the African impala in is 3 feet. Because 3 feet is slightly higher than the head of the impala. Now, the impala will never jump unless it is sure where its feet will land. So when the African impala looks at the wall, he cannot see what is beyond the wall. So it remains enclosed in an environment with a three-feet wall, whereas it can jump three times higher than the wall and 30 feet away from the wall. But it is stored there. No zoo wastes money. Make, they don't even make three and a half feet. Just three feet and the impala remains there. Why? Because in its mind, it cannot move by faith. It only walks by sight. Praise the Lord. The last one. Very interesting. During the Cold War, okay, there was what they had, the iron cutting, the wall between, you know, that's around West Germany that separated it from East Europe. For that period, there were deers in the Czech Republic they called them the red deers. Now, these deers, when they got to the wall, there was electric fence all around. Okay? So, human beings would try to cross, you know, human beings are smarter. They will kill them or something. But the deers will now be, you know, shocked and then they run back. The iron cutting was removed in 1989. Right? That's like how many years ago? Um, about 34 years ago, yes. Now, the deer... Listen to me, because you're going to pray for it. The deer has a lifespan of 15 years. Hmm? The wall has been removed. Where they had the electric fence, what is there now is bush, forest, and open land. But that same deer does not, when they move, move. When they come near that place where the wire fence used to be, they stop. They don't cross it. The ones on the other side, when they come, they stop. They don't cross it. Because... Something in their genetic structure had been passed down by their parents. This day at least 15 years. So they have had at least two generations live and die. But up till now, they don't cross it. It's open. They can cross it. But a stronghold has been built in their mind. They didn't see the real fence. They didn't experience the real fence. What they have is that in their mind, a limitation has been set. When the Bible says, casting down imaginations. Listen, the enemy of your progress is more than the person that is holding you with the hand. If I have a physical obstacle, you can help me. You know something is blocking me. But if I have a stronghold in the mind, how can you help me? Anything I'm telling you, you say that won't work. My grandfather tried it. It didn't work. 
my great-grandfather. That's what those days say. They say that road, don't touch it to, ah, when, you know, our great-great-grandfather tried, the thing shocked them and they died. They passed on that same information. And up to now, nobody can help them because the stronghold has been registered in their mind. That's why when you read the word of God, you need to ask the Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Because there are things you have accepted. There are things that you have believed. That's why the Bible speaking to us concerning Abraham says, Abraham, contrary to hope, because human beings had said, a man cannot have a child at this age. Somebody listening to me, hear the word of the Lord. A woman cannot have a child at this age. That is a stronghold in the mind. So whenever you think about childbearing, you think that time has passed because in the mind, a stronghold has been registered. When they say prosperity, when they talk about prosperous people in church, you zero yourself out because you have not even fed. It's a stronghold of the mind. Uh, Boba Galadima told us that he knew people who were selling recharge card in 2015, who are billionaires now. What changed? Because Buhari became president. For God to prosper you, he doesn't need to go to your forefathers. He can prosper you by a step of faith that you take today. All that is a stronghold. Don't shut out God. Don't close out God. If you are able to fight that fight of faith, it says the weapons of our... That's why we're fasting for Nigeria. Because a lot of people have strongholds. Most people you see in Nigeria are locked up. They are traveling, but they are locked up. Their mind are locked. They don't see righteousness. They, they believe in money. As far as they're concerned, the house that money built is stronger than the house righteousness will be. But they will see a new thing. The Lord says, behold, I do what? They, they will see a new thing. Because that stronghold will kick it down. We will pull it down. In the name of Jesus. But before we get to Nigeria, you can rise on your feet. It's okay. Because that ceiling that you are consciously... I don't know, Pastor Law talked about Babangida's regime. I remember under Babangida's regime. That was when they bought me. I, I can't remember the car they bought me then. It was a Celica. The car was about 6,000 naira then. And then when they were about to buy, this thing happened. And the money jumped to 12,000. It was so painful. And then I was just wondering, so somebody can't even buy a brand new car. But a few years ago, I drove a brand new car. In 1992, I was thinking I couldn't get a brand new car. But 2,000 plus, I got a brand new car. Listen to me. The fight is, it says, and does not doubt where? In his heart. And does not doubt in his heart. And let me tell you something. That heart area, no matter how I shout, I can't touch it. Is revelation. It's a warfare. Do you understand? It's revelation. But what I know is that the Bible says that you should guard your heart with one word. So one of the things you should know about your heart is that you should watch what you're reading. You should watch the diagnosis. My wife was feeling a pain and she said she wants to Google. I said, how will Google help you? The part I didn't tell her because I was being very careful. I said, Google the word of the Lord. When you Google the word of the Lord, you Google and it says, uh, you shall lay hands on the sick. And you take your hands and you Google and you say, with the stripes we're healed. You do what? You Google and, do you understand what I'm talking about? I don't know what goes on there, but I know that they say you should guard it. So what I see, what I hear, what I believe. When you come down, you tell your father, you say, I want to do this, I want to do this. And he'll sit you down and tell you, ah, people from our side don't dream such dreams. But there is a father in heaven who says, open up your mouth wide and I will fill it. He said to Abraham, he brought out Abraham and said, look at the stars. He said, can you count them? 
It says, if you can count them, then it says, so shall your descendants be. Then Abraham believed this was a barren man. That's how come that act was so powerful. This was a barren man. This was an old man who had not had one child. But somehow he received the strength in the spirit. Do you know that that was when Abraham conceived? That was when the miracle happened. Because when he saw that and said to God, it is possible. Contrary to experience. Somebody's listening to me now. And the experience has set a limit for you. And you're so afraid because this time has come. Or you are so afraid because this has happened. But this evening you're in the house of the Lord. And he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Can you open up your mouth and begin to tear down strongholds? You know what they are. I refuse them. This is what you continue to be. This is what you shall be. This is what will happen. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It may be before now I'd accepted it. But now I will not. One of the things that helped me was that before I got married, I said this marriage by the mercy of God will be sweet. I'm not getting into marriage to be running out to play with the boys. I'm getting into marriage to enjoy my marriage. The stronghold was that after you get married, then your marriage will become boring. And then you now start finding fun and excitement elsewhere. But that is the lie of the devil. That is something that may have happened amongst those who dwell in darkness. But there is a God in heaven who does things too numerous to be imagined. And this evening, you and I are in his presence. And we have been invited to cast down imaginations and destroy every argument and every high thing that exalts itself. That says that door you can open. Praise the Lord, somebody. You see, this is Abuja. I've told us my experience one, once. I say it again, you know, I had a, one of my pastor, you know, elderly man who was a, a director, a pamsek or something like that in FCDA those days when I was doing contracts. And, you know, I went to his office to get a job. And while they were preparing my papers, one man, you know, he just dressed like Afghan like this. He just, you know, breezed through, just went in and stood in front of the man. And the man said, yes, what is it? And he said, I want job. You know, I was observing what was going on. He said, I want job. And the man looked at him. And then he said, okay. Because what the way they do it those days is that you bring a company name. He said, okay, bring your card. The man didn't have card. He said, oh, guy, they come. He went outside and started looking for all the malams there. Please, do you have card? Do you have card? That's how the man got job. And I said, eh. Why? Because he was malam. And in their head, they believe that the money of Nigeria belongs to them. Now, you are going to live here knowing that Nigeria is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. That office where you're working in, the most powerful person there is your father. That organization you do business with, the most powerful person there is your father. Do not be afraid of any. That is a stronghold. They say, ah, you know this, uh, you know these people. The devil is a liar. Who are they? They have dreams. They have heart. They can see you and tremble and be peeing in their pants. Are you hearing me? There is a God in heaven. That God is almighty. He rules and he reigns. He determines the outcome of events. That is the God you have appeared. That is the God that says, believe in me. Has he said it? Will he not do it? He said, is there anything too difficult for me? Tonight, I want you to have faith in God. There are specific pictures. 
somebody you've had a miscarriage and the devil is trying to tell you that ah you know that miscarriage thing it keeps reoccurring the devil is a liar the miscarriage was so that the one that was not perfect will go the god you serve is the god who makes all things beautiful in his time there is no fear there is no trepidation there is no uncertainty my father loves me and the best he will give to me my times are in his hands i'm not an accident the affairs of my life the times of my life are not under the control of anybody god is working it out for me and does not doubt in his mind and does not doubt in her mind every doubt in my mind about my academics about my marriage about my ministry about my finances about my children about nigeria i challenge you with the word of the lord you will not stop me you are a testimony address every stronghold they come down about being indebted how much money is it that you're owing there is a god in heaven who moves mountains he shifts and turns situations around he is your father casting down imagination and every high thing they say when this is the symptom this is the outcome the devil is not experienced because there was a symptom upon lazarus but the outcome was a new man completely listen to me child of god there is a god in heaven <laughs> in the name of jesus <laughs> praise the lord you know part of the things um we learned on sunday is that we should profile god and you know while the lord was laying this in my heart i was saying okay okay i'm hearing i'm hearing but can you give me grounds so the flea has a heritage that knows that if they get past this level they hit a wall right so they, they put it in their genes and they transferred it you know to their offspring so that even when they reproduce with the lid open they will not fly beyond it the african impala the same thing because they can't see they won't move the red deers the same thing 15 years three generations after when they get to that point even though the only trees there they won't cross they turn back because something has been embedded in their genetic structure that says this line don't cross it it will hurt you can i tell you something hallelujah how many people have christ living in them now let me tell you come relax when christ comes into your life he comes with a genetic structure he said, I am he who was dead, but now is alive. In Christ Jesus, there is no obstacle that he has not passed through. He said, we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. Do you know that where Christ has access, you have access? 
Do you know that when the father looks at you, he doesn't see Nathaniel. He sees Christ covering Nathaniel. Do you know that when you speak in the spirit, you speak as a son of God? Every Christian has a heritage of Christ. If the fleece can be shot at a level because their forefathers was restricted, you and I are released at an unstoppable level because our captain has pierced darkness. He has destroyed hell. He has destroyed death. He has conquered the grave. In Christ Jesus, you and I have conquered. You have no reason. You have no reason. You can actually laugh at every enemy. Because the Bible says the last enemy to be destroyed is what? Death. And Christ has destroyed that. Is there anyone remaining after the last? Is there any sickness after death? Is there any poverty after death? Jesus has destroyed death and has come back. I, I want to read you the, the scripture. I think in Revelation 1, 18, please. Can you put it on the screen for us? Let me tell you what he said to you and I. 17 and 18, please. He said, when I saw him, John speaking, I fell at his feet as dead. He said, but he laid his right hand on me. Saying, I feel like laying hand on somebody here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he, he laid his right hand on me saying, what? He said, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. He said, do not be what? Afraid. He said, do not be afraid. He says, I am the first <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah this, this is not the plan do not be afraid i am the first and the last <laughs> do not be afraid he says i am the first and the last it means before calculate all your problems before he said i am when it has expired he said, I'm the last. You know what he goes on to say? Look at 18. He says, I am he who lives. We are talking about what genetic structure did to those things. He's saying, this is the gene you carry. And was dead. But this is where I am. He said, behold. The word behold means assess me. It means interrogate me. It means look at me. It means gaze upon me. Look at where I am now. It was intended for bad. But this is where I am. Had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of grace. He said, behold, I am alive. For how long? But you know it gets more interesting. Because you know the Bible said something. Hallelujah. He said, he triumphed over them in it. But he didn't just triumph. He said he made a public spectacle of it. Now, now, now. That's not the best part. The best part is what he's saying here. He said, I took the keys. He said, I have the keys. Hades was the stronghold of his enemy. So he defeated them, locked them up, and held the key. Nigeria will know that Jehovah reigns. Nigeria will know that the keys of life are in the hands of God. He says, and I have the keys of Hades and death that's the genetic structure operating in you that is the gene you're carrying that is the gene you're carrying so whatever is going on you have an ancestor the bible says seeing them that we have a high priest who has penetrated the heavens he said let us come boldly to the throne of grace 
Tonight I dismiss you boldly. In the name of Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.